sometimes somebody sends me a gift and I'm like, hello. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> hello. hello, 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 viewers and listeners. Welcome to Distant Conversations, a 20-something podcast hosted by myself, Ben, who's 27 this year, and I'm joined by... Gaps. I'm 22-something this year. Uh, hello to the Distance Conversations hosted by us, the mm-hmm. 20-somethings. Uh, we are very distant right now because I'm in Lithuania, Ben's in Singapore. But hello, welcome to our safe space. And we would love for you to join in on our conversation where we talk about everything and anything under the sun from politics, relationships, love, sex, friendships, so on and so forth. And before we get started, it'd be great if you can help us like, comment and subscribe because we need your help to grow and move ahead. And move all the life. fun stuff, all just, the fun just, stuff. Just, just, just press and talking, talking about fun stuff, today we're going to talk about talking. dating, okay? Ooh. Which is meant to be a fun stuff, but sometimes it's not really that fun. Yeah. Sometimes okay. it's very much uh, eating ice cream, watching Bridget Jones' diary sort of stuff. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Um, that's true. Yeah, and yeah, or, or it could be just crying. It could be just crying yourself to yeah. sleep kind of stuff, you know, which is uh, not the best thing on the planet. But I want to ask you right okay. off the bat, okay, now as a 20-something-year-old, mm-hmm. how is dating like for you? Have you, have you been seeing anybody? <laughs> Um, so not right now, being responsible, you know, uh, staying home, not socializing. <laughs> uh, no, but um, I feel like I, uh, yeah, I'm just not seeing anyone right now. Um, not really in the dating sphere. Um, have a lot of studying to do as it, as sad as it may sound. Um, but I feel like, you know, uh, from what I have, done in the dating realm um dating realm <laughs> these past years <laughs> clearly you can see that i'm a real player what are we in the, we, the 1920s what is this the dating realm <laughs> in the secret kingdom of dating <laughs> that i enter sometimes uh under the cloak of midnight anyways um <laughs> listen what i'm trying to say is that it's very different right now in that um, I feel like I'm more mature and I need a boyfriend less, you know, because when you're a teenager, you're really like, I don't know, maybe this is like, you know, girls being indoctrinated that, um, you know, they need these romantic relationships. Maybe it's American TV. I don't know. But when I was a teenager, I just had this like urge that I was like, I need a boyfriend. I need a boyfriend if I want to be a valuable member of this high school society that I belong <laughs> to. <laughs> um, and, you know, and I think that led to sort of me getting into some sort of relationship with people that like I didn't like that much but like I really clung on to really hard Mm -hmm. uh just because you know I felt like 
no, this is love. Like all the American TV series say that you find love at 16. So um, he's mine. <laughs> you know, um, and now I feel like I'm more, I'm more, I'm a little more calm about it. I'm like, if something's not working out, if uh, I don't like something, it's easier for me to just leave and just be like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be single for a little bit, you know, I don't need this. Um, so I'm happy with that. It's not always that, um, that tidy, but I'm working on it. Yeah, yeah, I think that for myself, you know, like it has definitely changed, right? Like you said before, when you were a teenager to, um, to when you're 20 something and I'm approaching, I, I am in approaching, it pains me to say this, but I am in my late twenties. And, um, ooh, oh, that hurt. Oh, the soul just fractured a little bit. But I think that you learn so much from heartbreak. And, 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 you know, just meeting people and all that. So I never really understood because one of my very close um, friends who is also kind of like a mentor to me has always told me, Ben, please go out and meet loads of people. Please don't stick with one person right off the bat. You know, don't put all your eggs in one basket and just go and see as many people as you want and you should. And I always wonder why, because I was looking for love and I wanted yeah. to be with that one person that I'm going to spend with the rest of my life. And this person will be, you know, my greatest supporter. And we can cuddle up in bed and eat a bunch of popcorn and watch Love Actually. I don't know. Okay. Stuff like that. Right. But then I kind of realized, hmm, that kind of changed uh, as I grew older, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, but there are certain things that hasn't changed yet. And that for me are like my types, right? My types have not changed. And we're going to go into this because, ladies and gentlemen, viewers and listeners, Gaps and I differ on a very important point which we would like to discuss, which is about types. So, okay, my case is, is that everybody has a type, okay? I now, don't think so. No, 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 wait, wait. Okay, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up. So what I'm trying to say is, when I say that everybody has a type, it doesn't have to be strictly physical, Okay, uh, it can be a personality trait, it could be literally a, a character trait or whatnot. But I think that we are all attracted to a particular, you know, people of a similar ilk. But okay, but listen, <laughs> I, I, believe think, I think, first of all, I don't think that, for example, one personality trait mm -hmm. is enough to constitute a type. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, also, it's like not all personality traits are like supposed to go into the type description because I don't think there are people who are like, oh, yeah, you know what? I want someone ugly and dumb. Like, you know, like no, but, you, but... You, have, you have different ideas of what you consider attractive and like yeah, yeah. like which girl is pretty or whatever yeah. but like nobody's like oh yeah I'm into ugly dumb people no but I believe that and people refuse to admit this but I think that it's true is that people do subconsciously one or I'm not saying in everybody but then there is for certain people who specifically look for people who are less successful than they are 
who they don't who they think are not as good looking as they are or not as smart as they are okay that is I, the type. I okay i don't know if that's I feel the type like. i feel like that's i don't think so because okay i used to have this idea um that gentlemen buckle up (laughs) no like uh so when i was in high school i i used to think that i i i could never be with someone who i thought was smarter than me like i Mm -hmm. wanted someone smart but i need smarter you know you need to be smarter okay yeah like i thought i had that and then And then there was the senior that was way smarter. Like he was just like genius level. Mm-hmm. Like he he went on to accomplish some pretty impressive things. Um, but yeah, like I was like, no, uh, I don't think that what I thought is true because he is clearly smarter than me. And I would get in a relationship with him any moment, you know? Okay, okay. So. I see a point. Okay, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna enlist the help of our dear friend Simon here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simon, for all of you listeners and viewers, if you've not been introduced, Simon is our lovely tech guy slash producer, and we're putting him on the spot now because we need him to do some work for us. I would he like is single and ready to mingle. He is single Ladies. and ready to mingle. Which I know that he will try to cut this out in the editing process, which I will not allow him to. Don't edit this out, Simon. Don't edit this out, Simon. But what I would like is give each of us 30 seconds. Okay? I would love Gaps to state in 30 seconds the type of partner that she wants. And I will get 30 seconds to think about the kind of partner that I want and state our cases of what our types or traits or whatever you want to call it is okay and to be fair because i just kind of said this out loud i will go first and then gets you can oh my god okay it's like like, like the debate okay so you are are the moderator you are like um whatever his name is chris wallace i think simon can do it as well simon can do it as well simon can do it if he wants to do it but but you're the moderator okay so you host the moderation All right, so basically, my type of partner that I want, ladies and gentlemen, viewers and listeners, is that ambition. Ambition is very important. I don't care whether you have a job or not, but if you have ambition, that is more attractive to me than any other physical trait you might have, okay? Number two, you must love animals. I cannot live with somebody who doesn't like animals, especially dogs or cats. Number three, you must care about your appearance, okay? You can look like a dog, that's fine, because I do love dogs. But you must be able to, you must be willing to look after yourself and make sure you go for a haircut every now and then, you know, buy some good clothes. I don't care where you are. You must just care about your appearance. Number three, you must respect my personal space because I need loads of personal space. So please don't come nosing around. I love you all. Thank you. Please send me a appreciate. <laughs> oh, wow. That was very fluent. I don't know if I can do Thank that. You. Thank you very much. Oh wow, you you are you have high standards, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> and why shouldn't I? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you're worth it. You're worth it, you know? But, like, yeah. do you reckon you could fall in love with someone who, like, defies everything? No, 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 Gaps, you're, you're distracting. You're distracting us now because it's your 30-second moment. Okay, intelligent. That is one. Um, Defies all the notions of toxic masculinity. Um... It's, I don't know, relatively handsome, hopefully. <laughs> um, tidy. I don't like when someone's super messy. Um, I hate jealous guys. So, yeah, someone who's not jealous and lets me be quite independent and doesn't ask me where I am every second of the day. Not possessive, please. Uh, yes. <laughs> and that now, and now we like... can ask each other questions. So, Miss uh, Miss Gabrielle Shitloskaiting, you yeah. now have the floor. Yeah, like, do you reckon you need someone who like ticks all these boxes? Like, because you have this list in your head. Yeah. But if you met someone, do you reckon you could be in a relationship with someone who didn't have most of those traits? Um. I feel that I mean I mean of course the like all lists they're all ideals right so uh, if somebody yeah like you said managed to tick all those boxes I mean yeah sure I mean that's fantastic but sometimes I do feel that in the reality of things is that you know not everybody is I mean I don't feel that everybody should tick all the boxes because that's what keeps things interesting mm. yeah so I I would I would say that if they don't fit most of it. Then mm. it really wouldn't work out for me, but missing one or two, that doesn't really matter. That's okay, so fine. question. You're on the dating app, you know, Tinder or whatever, you know, Matchy Matchy or whatever. I don't know. Yes. All the apps. All the apps. Matchy um, Matchy is a great name for an app, by the way. I think <laughs> somebody should create a Matchy Matchy. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, basically, you're all on the love apps. Yes. Um, do you swipe for guys based on sort of this criteria or like do you have it in mind or do you just like you're just like yep he looks like you know he has a good body or she has a good body <laughs> like well, I mean I mean when it comes to all kinds of dating apps uh it's it's very it's very kind of superficial right right off the bat right mm-hmm. um but I do think that what I invest to do I mean be able to, it is guys or girls or whatever people in general, uh, um, the, the, the um, description, the profile is very important. So okay. even from, because you can tell a lot um, from some of these pictures and from the way that they write about themselves. Oh my God. Okay. The worst thing is when in the Tinder bio, there's the Instagram handle and I'm like, sir, get out of here. Like, What's do you wrong? not have a brain? What's wrong with putting the Instagram handle? It's like, listen, the bio is meant to show off your personality. So like, so you have to either be funny or like informative about your, like, if you're giving me your Instagram handle, that means you just want to have sex. Okay, okay. It's just like very like, I don't know visual <laughs> but but no but what if they wrote a, a whole like a whole chunk of it the like whole chunk of block but at the mm-hmm. end they put you know you know yeah, how, that's like, fine. You know how like, I, you can link it to the yeah. you can link it to the bio right that's fine that's oh, fine. okay okay cool. but cool. i feel like a lot of guys at least that i've seen on dating apps 
only do the Instagram handle, and I'm like, oh. no, like that uh, is very interesting. That is very that, very is, interesting. that is not something that because, attracts me at all. The, because some of the girls that I see on Tinder have they write bloody essays on their descriptions. I'm like, okay, that's just too many words. Could we just not have like a summary of just like in, you know, like five lines of just who you are? Because, you know what I mean? Because I kind of want to get to know you over dinner and, you know, kind of talk and walk in the park and all that. But that's, that's you know, thing. you know, what's my, what's my bio? Okay, I have it. like, I have conversation topics. And there's like a list of like 15 topics because a lot of, so like on Tinder, some guys would be just like, hey, and I'm like, hey, and it's like, how's it going? Uh, good. Uh, and they're like, and then they say like something like, I don't really know what to talk about or something. And I was like, Ooh. okay. So, so what I do give you think- them a little cheat sheet in my bio. Yes. But how do you think, what is the ideal way to kind of like start a conversation because like, let's be real, because nowadays the majority of dating happens on apps. So as a recipient of a conversation starter, what do you think, what is the hook that kind of gets you going like, oh, okay, this person is quite interesting. Let me continue this conversation with him or her. That's really difficult because sometimes somebody sends me a GIF and I'm like, Hello, um, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, stop laughing at me. Okay, yes, but on other times, <laughs> sometimes you know they're like, ask me, um, you know, about my pictures. Like I have this weird this picture where like I was shooting the short film and it's like a snapshot from there and they're like what kind of a satanic ritual are you performing there oh, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> shut up yeah uh, yeah but like it's just I think something casual is like oh have you seen the new Avengers film or like really yeah it's just something that's like not too creepy but like shows that you have interest you know okay 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 it's it's like it's better like you don't have to like come up with some crazy line yeah but also just don't do like hey how's it going so like just like yeah you know have you have you gone to the christmas market or something which is like this is what you would ask like a person that you don't know very well Mm -hmm. in real life as well like it's small talk Okay, well, men, um, our male listeners or whoever, people listeners, just if you want to get into Gaps' pants, sorry, I mean, no. if you want to get mm. to know Gaps. No, I mean. Um, well, okay, anyway. Yeah. But I have to say, um, so, so then, so that's when you receive, right? But what yeah. then to you, if you were to approach and start the conversation, what do you think is a good way to start it? Because I have to share this with the viewers and the listeners first, because Gaps has a great, uh, opening line, which I think that everybody should use because I think uh, that it's great, and I'll explain why. Now, uh, when this Gaps is on the secret the end, to my my dating life. Yes, she used to use this line, which I found to be the most genius and brilliant thing on the planet. She would say, "Kangaroos can't hop backwards." Now, I'll tell you why it's great. Because number one, it shows that Gats is quite intellectual. 
that you are quite intellectual saying it. Number two, it really shows you what kind of person the recipient is based on their response. And mind you, I've seen many of these responses from the people that she has sent these things to. Some of them are really terrible. For example, some person replied and said, oh, I, don't, I didn't know that, but do you know what? I can go behind you and show you and things that I can do from redacted, the back. Redacted, redacted. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And some people like go along with it and they're like, oh, but you do you know that gorillas can get a human cold or whatever? No, that is And great. then you're like, okay, this is yeah. the person that I want to have a conversation with. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's fantastic because for me, I feel like a good conversation starter, um, which I don't get many of, by the way. I get really shitty ones. Um, you know, usually it's, hey, what you looking for? What are you here for? And I'm like, guys, you know that I am like a human. You can literally just <laughs> yeah. ask me human things, like whatever you just said. But I would usually approach by picking things out from like a photo on like yeah. a, a, a bio thing. So if they were traveling and they're obviously in this place in Australia, for example, yeah. you know, then I would say, oh, you know, when the seven apostles Sorry, with the seven apostles, wasn't when the um, the twelve apostles beautiful, yeah, something along yeah. those lines, you know, and then see if they get on from there. I think that's that's nice. That's like a safe I, way to start, you know. Yeah, I agree. But like, okay, so there's like with online dating comes like a very sort of big prerequisite of, uh, you know nudes are floating around in the cloud oh, yeah. uh what's your like are you okay with receiving nudes like when yeah. when you get it like what's your what's I'm your like, uh <laughs> <laughs> i get it or... they're sending me stuff i can blackmail them no, i'm just kidding to the people who have sent me nudes i'm not gonna blackmail uh, you you, you um, can't do that you can't that against can't the law that. And I don't, well, yes, that, that's number one. And I feel that it's unethical to do shit like that. I just like to do stuff like that. Um, well, I mean, I feel that it, it, it has to be, the, the, it, the situation has to call for it. it. What I mean by that is, if the direction of the conversation is moving towards, you know, that kind of yeah. way, then sure, you know, I can kind of get it. But I don't really appreciate it uh, where people just kind of straight out send it to you because I feel that that because that says a lot about what you think of me. Question: Because um, you've talked with like quite a lot of girls online, yeah. Um, are there any girls that send nudes like straight up? Because I know yeah. that dick pics are flowing straight up, but like, what about like I don't know. Pussy pics, like no, what? Yeah, there, there are, there are, and it mostly begins with like cleavage photos. It's very like, kind of like seductive. Oh, okay, but is it like okay? Yeah, posy posy kind of stuff. Okay. You know, what I mean, yeah, I know. Don't please don't do an example. I, I saw where your mind drifted for a moment. There. I was <laughs> like, forgot that we were recording this. Let's yeah. get risky. <laughs> the listeners, this is your cue to just tune into the video right now <laughs> because guess is gonna demonstrate to you what no, is no. a seductive picture. <laughs> But 
yeah, I think that this this actually is quite a good um segue to what I wanted to ask, which is basically mm. just think about lust versus love, isn't it? Because though, because like a lot of times on these ads, people are not looking for, uh, you know, like a, yeah. to kind of go out and have coffee. Very but lust is such a like creepy word. <laughs> like I love I it. Don't... I love seeing the word lust. It's very like. Lust. You love you love using it as a verb. That's oh. when it gets really <laughs> creepy. You do love using it as a verb. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like a lot of times, because for me, okay, at this point in time, in my late twenties, I'm not really looking for those things anymore. You know, I think that I've kind of done the you know shag and go, uh, okay. shot knock, go up to the back of the barn and shoot a cow kind of thing sure. now I feel that I'm more in the oh let's go and grab coffee and let's really get to know each other and mm-hmm. see where this is gonna go you know but I do feel that a lot of people around my age are still not they're not on that same frequency okay and I do feel that I attract I still attract a lot of people that are not on the same wavelength as mm. me and I don't know why what <sighs> Well, I, okay. Um, I feel like you have a tendency to go for people who like need your help. Yes. You know, that are a little like less stable than you. Because <laughs> I feel like you are quite stable in your life uh, most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but like, but yeah, but I think that you do like to go toward people who are like, maybe like having some trouble in their life right now or a little more like you know a bit more of a chaotic period um and so in that sense you were never sort of going to be on the same wavelength because you know yeah which is which is a thing that i need to work on which i know that we go and i'm not alone because i know a lot of people who share the same thing as me so if you don't know but you find this quite similar or quite relatable to what you are expressing right now what you have actually is called a messiah complex and it is a term that was shared to me by my therapist who basically we because we are generally quite stable individuals we do feel a need to help to help Mm. other people we want it's called a messiah complex because you want to be the person that changes this person you are the, you want to be the person that saves them from this brokenness and from this time of need you want to be that one you know and you have this need to consistently feel needed now that is not necessarily a bad thing okay mm-hmm. but the issue is kind of balancing that and realizing first and foremost realizing that you have this complex because what happens is and i see in the patterns of all the people that i've dated thus far is that you get so engrossed in this you know cycle that when and and you do and sometimes you do help them go to a point where they are a bit more stable and they're in a better place now when they reach that point you begin to feel like you might not be needed anymore which is then a problem for you because you are then going to create and perpetuate issues to go back to that point where they need you. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, so then it becomes like, this very kind of convoluted, weird. scary cycle 
um, which is not healthy for both parties. So you need to be very aware of who you are, first and foremost, as a person, you know, and then be very aware about what you're looking out for in your partner, because that really helps uh, with the filtering process and finding the right person for you. Yeah, in my opinion. That's, that's deep stuff. That's deep right? stuff. I didn't, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Live and learn because I've been through and you were there. And I have to say that when it comes to relationships and dating, first and foremost, always make sure that this is like the, the, the ask Ben, your ask Ben, mm-hmm. if, you need, if you need any relationship advice, please just put it in the comments and I'll reply you. Uh, yeah, I won't because I don't have much experience. Yeah. But I feel that... Um, it is essential. This is number two. Point number two. So point number one, know who you are and mm-hmm. know who, know what you're looking for in your partner. Number two, always bring your friends and introduce your friends to your potential partners. Okay. You know, and listen. Listen to your friends and what they say. It is very important because yeah. I do feel that because they, because your friends know you, right, for a longer period of time. So they are coming from a place of protection, from a place of knowing you for extended period of time, for a longer period of time. And you want your partner to get along with your friends. So I think it's very important that you introduce them and then listen to what your friends say, Mm. you know? Yeah, Yeah. I feel like if my friends didn't like my boyfriend, like that would be a major red flag. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it would like I can't even express enough like what kind of a major red flag it would be if my friends didn't like my boyfriend. Yeah. Because I really trust my friends. So mm-hmm. I feel like if they said that mm, he's not that great, then I would be like, oh my God, like am I stupid? Like what's happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's very important. And I think that number three is if you can speak to somebody older than you. Ooh. Yeah, speak to somebody older because um, the, the perspectives are very different. You know, especially if this person is married or divorced or whatever. As long as they're older than you, I do feel that because they're in a different phase in their life and they've obviously gained much more life experience than we have. Um, it's interesting to, to hear their point of views. Uh, but you know, it's like, it sounds wise, but I would never do it. Like, I know that I would, like, unless talking to someone older counts as like talking to you because you're a bit older. But like, I don't think I could ever like talk to someone significantly older about my relationships. I don't well, know, I'm, maybe I'm not saying like, go and ask like, your grandma, but. No, yeah, but yeah. even if it's someone, like, not in my family, I just, I, I don't think, like, I would be embarrassed. Some, like, I don't know. I just know that I wouldn't. Oh. It sounds smart, but. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, 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 if, well, to each his own. But I was saying, go and do it if you can. Um, I, I have so many, I have, like, a whole list that I kind of wrecked up my brain, right? Number four, listen to your wise voice. Everybody has a wise voice inside of you. I call it a wise voice. Other people call it a gut feeling. You know, I call it Ben. So, um. so call it Ben. 
which is perfectly okay. But listen to your wise voice because I always know that your heart and your mind knows exactly what's good for you. And if there is a bit of a nagging kind of a feeling inside of you, listen to it. Listen to it because it will really save you a lot of trouble in the long run. I feel like to all the sensitive ones out there, if you spent more time crying or like discussing what's going wrong or like being anxious about your relationship than actually like enjoying your time with the person then something's not right like then like that's that's a red flag I feel yeah yeah and yeah because you know and and that's one thing and we also see things that all people staying with their partners for an extended period of time because they just feel that oh I don't want to break their heart but they are not necessarily in love with them or they are not necessarily happy with them then you know what it might actually do the both of you better to just kind of let it go because you're not really it's not yeah. sustainable la. that's what I'm trying to say you know and question. you can only know that when you listen to your wise voice yeah. question yeah. though do you believe in long distance relationships Hmm. I I do. When you two love each other, but you know Mm -hmm. the paths just are not crossing. Um. What do you What do you reckon? You know the right thing to do is. You see, I I feel that I feel that any any kind of relationship can work. You know, but like any relationship, it takes two hands to clap. You know, so if it's long distance, we need to understand that it is a two man, two woman. I mean, two person effort right? And that is a lot of effort from both sides, which you must be willing and ready to put in. Because if you're not, then, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Yeah, but okay, but I feel like with long distance relationships, it's like, Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I wouldn't do it. Like, I'm more you know, I believe more in the idea of like, if you love something, let it go. And like, oh. if it comes back to you, then it's, then maybe it's like meant to be or something. So okay. like, if it's, if you're, if it's a wrong time in your life or it's not yeah. good, you don't have to hold on mm. because if it's right, like you'll come back together. Um, but you know, what do I know? I don't know. Um, but I just think like, I don't know, long distance just seems so difficult. And I think I would get, I would get jealous. I would like get all kinds of ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the know. foundation is very important. Like, basically, the, the foundation is very, very important. I sort of, and I think this is a good time to kind of talk about our own, our own personal experiences, the good and the bad. You know, mm-hmm. the good thing uh, that I was going to say is that because I feel that for myself as a person, I know myself, mm-hmm. is that what I will do whatever it takes to keep something going. You know, because that's just how I am. Mm-hmm. Right? And I know that I'll put in the effort, I'll wake up at 3am if there's a time difference to pick up the phone and call you and Skype you if I needed to do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, um, but the good thing about it is that, you know, I, I didn't get into a relationship when I was in overseas, but I was sort of talking to somebody. Um, but but that, that talking was very consistent, you know? Mm-hmm. And there are times where I'm really tired and it's, you know, 12 midnight over here, but I will still reply the messages 
and I will still send the pictures of my day, you know what I mean? And to keep the conversation going because I'm very interested in the person, basically, you know? And that is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the good part. The, the, and, I, and I think that my takeaway from my experiences so far, the good stuff is mm. that you, you, you need to, well, actually, you know what? I'll tell you about the bad stuff first. The bad stuff is that, actually, I learned a lot from the bad stuff and you were okay. front and center during the bad stuff when it happened. Because yeah. this past, this most recent individual, individual X, um, caused me so much grief for the entire, the majority of 2019. <sighs> I was a wreck. I spiraled into places that I never thought I could spiral to. You know, I, I was just not in a good place. Yeah. Okay, I was just not in a good place. Um, but I have to say that this person X also recently messaged myself and said, hi, would you like to form a friendship or develop a, some kind of a friendly mm. platonic relationship again? You know? Now, this is the good part that came out of it. I feel that because of all of these experiences, good and bad, I realized so much more about who Ben is. Okay? Yeah. And I feel that I came out stronger. I understand myself better. I understand what I want and what I don't want and how mm-hmm. to say no and how to say yes. Okay? That I very politely said, thank you for reaching out to me. But at this point in time, I'm in a very, very good place. And I just want to say that, you know, even with this or without this in my life, I'm okay. I can do without it. I'm not going to be mean and not respond to you when you wish me Merry Christmas or Happy Birthday. I will do that. And I will say hi to you. And maybe one day we'll grab coffee. But I don't want to make it something that I need to work on because deep down inside, I really don't want to work on it. And I shouldn't have to work on it. Which so is honestly that. so impressive because like, I've been there with you and the feelings were strong. Like, <laughs> it was it was so strong. Like, you know, it's it kind of blew me away a little bit. Um, but, but yeah, so I think like, it's actually, I don't, I don't want to get sappy, but like, it is sort of very inspiring of like how you manage to like really get through it and like with a lot of like dignity and strength and, you know, looking your best. Um, no, I had all those things, to be honest with you. I was a wreck, but uh, I got out of it. But what about you? What about you? What was your, you know, what were your experiences and what do you, what were your takeaways? Uh, from relationships? Yeah. Um, oh my God. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I found, like, that's true. Like, you find out so many things about yourself in relationships. I found out that I am incredibly impatient um, and that I can't deal with people who don't express their emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I, I want to be the kind of person that can like leave the situation very easily, but I feel like I'm flinging in between, like, as you said, like clinging really hard mm. and sort of like not even starting something 
because it won't work out. So I don't know. I feel like I haven't had that much experience to be like, yes, I'm old and wise now. Um, But I just think, yeah, I just kind of need to remind myself as like, do I need this person? Like, does it contribute anything to my life? Like, would I rather deal with all this drama and this, you know, ash that's that that's happening and all the doubts that come with it? Or would I rather be alone? Um, and sometimes it's not as straightforward. Uh, but, you know, I found that most of the times I, I pick alone. And I think right now that's very much facilitated by the fact that I'm studying law and mm. we like read some gruesome stories of what's happening in relationships. And so like I finished my criminal law lectures and I'm like, the world is horrible. All men are bad. You know, like, Hello, excuse me. the excuse whole world is a crime me. scene. How uh, rude. Absolutely so yeah, rude. Ladies, don't trust anyone. Don't trust anyone. <laughs> but you know, I think that, okay, so you think, actually, I want to spend a little bit more because we're, we're coming to the end of the podcast. But I do think that this is one thing that I kind of want to discuss with you uh, because I'm not sure if people know about this, um, but there are a few things that I feel that are like concrete studies or research or whatever that I call quite dearly and I think are very important when approaching relationships. Okay? Mm. Now, the two things that I want to share and discuss with you are uh, the love languages and the attachment style. My, my, uh, my dad is just reading that book right yeah. now. Yeah. So, so for the viewers and the listeners, if you don't know what the love languages are, okay, let me just briefly introduce you to them, okay? There are five. There are five, okay? There is words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, quality time, and physical touch, okay? Now... The, the love languages that you like to give might not necessarily necessarily might not necessarily be the love language that you receive. So yeah. my love language, for example, to give is gifts. Okay? But my love language to receive is quality time. So that's for me. What's yours? Um, I think I'm, I'm actually, I'm probably going to be the same. Like, yeah, I think I'm definitely more of like, take my gifts. (laughs) (laughs) Take my gifts. Yeah. Like, um, if I really like someone, I go really elaborate on Christmas. Oh yeah, she does. I can tell you that. Yeah, she did. Yeah. I know exactly what she means because she'd done some great ass gifts for some people that she liked. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, Oh, sorry, sorry. No, the no, other continue. Thing that I wanted to talk about is, is uh, this thing called attachment styles, okay? And one good thing that came out from my previous relationship was that this person taught me about attachment styles. And basically what that means is how you are when you approach the different relationships in your life. And it's not just in terms of like a romantic relationship, but even in terms of your family relationships, your friendships, your working relationships, how I, what kind of person are you? Okay, and there are three broad categories for those. Okay, the first being you're a secure. Okay, second, you're an anxious. 
And third, you are an avoidant. We, we, I don't want to go into details about it. And I don't think that any one person is in one of these categories because they kind of, uh, they kind of, they are an amal amalgamation of each other. Uh, but you could be secure and anxious or anxious and avoidant, you know, no, it, it, but usually the anxious are usually not avoidance. Because what that means is you're anxious, means that you're usually quite emotionally hungry. You, mm. you, you, you kind of are ambivalent a little bit. Um, and you're generally chasing something. Okay? Oh, I'm definitely the anxious. Yeah. And if you're an avoidant, you're usually, uh, you're usually quite unpredictable. Uh, you're emotionally distant. And what that means is, that means you are actually moving away from something. So because of that, in the dating pool, generally the ones that have the most numbers are the mm. anxious and the avoidance, right? right? So what happens is that because the anxious loves chasing something, whereas the avoidant likes to move away from something, the anxious always ends up with the avoidance. Oh my God, can I just say that makes so much sense because... Right? This guy that I liked so much recently rejected me, you know, heartbreak. Um, and I feel like he's very avoidant or yeah, maybe he just doesn't like me. Maybe he just yeah, hated yeah. me. Uh, but yeah, but uh, maybe that makes sense. See, but I think that knowing these things are very important because what we want is for ourselves to work towards to becoming more secure, means being more confident, being less uh, being more non-reactive being more resilient you know and also for our partners to reach that point because nobody is anxious or avoidant for life you know and that means treat and understanding that you yourself are a work in progress and the people that you like or are interested in are also works in progresses amen yeah amen i mean okay okay and let's on, wrap it up and let's wrap it up okay wrap it up <laughs> Okay, in the uh, eternal quotes of um, one of my dear friends, uh, King, just putting her name out there. Oh King always told me, if the two of you are not going to bring good for the rest of the world, then the two of you should not be together. That's that. Yeah. Okay, okay. in the eternal quote of me and my mother, <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> Thank you so much. Please like, comment and subscribe and we'll see you next time on Distant Conversation. Bye.